This podcast is presented by DistroKid, an incredible service for musicians that helps you upload your songs to all music streaming platforms from iTunes to Spotify and Apple Music, then pays you revenue from your songs all in one place. They've got a really cool new feature called Splits that allows you to add collaborators so you can pay your co-writers and fellow musicians without needing an accountant. To get 30% off your first year's DistroKid subscription, just head to distrokid.com slash VIP slash hard times. Happy New Year, and welcome to the First Ever Podcast. My name is Jeremy Bohm. I am your host, and if it is your first time here, this is a show where I interview artists of all kinds about the first experiences in their art form that led them to where they are today. This is episode 123, and my guest this week is Aaron Hurd of the band Jesus Peace. They dropped a brand new single back in December called An Offering to the Night, And they just announced a support tour supporting Show Me the Body alongside Zulu, Scowl, and Trip Jones. Uh, You can check the dates for that over on their website, Show Me the Body's website. You get the idea. You know how to find tours. Um, I've wanted to talk to Aaron on the show for a long time, but I've waited for the uh, correct opportunity. And this felt like the one. Uh, This conversation is awesome. And uh, hey, I want to let you know that if you are new here, head on over to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon, where there is a bonus episode where Aaron answered questions that were submitted by subscribers. That is a common thing that happens here on the podcast. Uh, You can submit questions to upcoming guests on the Patreon and uh, get those bonus episodes to hear them answered. Plus, there's a Discord channel. There's bonus radio episodes. All sorts of stuff is happening over there. And most of all, it helps support the show. So uh, I would really appreciate it. And hey, one more thing. If you haven't subscribed to the show on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is you are listening to this, please do so. Leaving a positive rating and review, it helps a lot. I appreciate it. It makes me smile. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Aaron Hurd. What's up, Aaron? It's so good to see you. How are you? Likewise, man. I'm doing well today. I can't lie. It's a beautiful day out there. Cold as hell. (laughs) Obviously, it was just, uh, you know, we just had Christmas and stuff. How Did you have a nice holiday? Yo, I had a beautiful Christmas. I can't lie. I, Is that uh, right? Yeah, I had a, an awesome Christmas dinner with, like, a bunch of my friends and my son and stuff. And then we did, like, uh, Christmas Eve into, like, Christmas, you know. So I did a present before bed. And then you wake up, do the whole shebang. Oh, that's like, awesome. That's yeah, awesome. it was my first time really getting to, like... Cause he was, you know, two now. So he's a little more coherent about things and he was so stoked on all of his like bluey gifts and shit. And it just uh, felt good to see. Yeah, it was nice. As I don't have a kid myself, but as a, uh, as a father, do you, when you, when it comes to like buying gifts and stuff like that, now that the, as you mentioned, like the kid is more cognitive of, uh, of things like that. Like, do you, uh, like are you like on the edge of your seat as the kid is like opening presents to be <laughs> yeah. like oh which one is which one's gonna be the hit 
which one's gonna no, be the hit? I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty dialed in with it, but there was a couple presidents that he like looked at and was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's got attitude to do, you know. So I just like, I'm like, all right, man, you got it. I don't even want to mess with you. Like, oh, that's so awesome. There's some monster trucks in there. You'll be fired up about it, you know. <laughs> Um, have you noticed things like, like, uh, have you noticed your kid, like, um, being interested in certain kinds of music and things like that? Like, are you think, are you noticing, uh, stuff oh, that hell yeah. excited was, about? I'm not going to lie. I've been indoctrinating the little guy. I've just been like bumping heavy metal and shit in the, in the car. And, stuff. <laughs> and I'll like, usually we'll get in the car and I'll be like, what are you trying to hear, dude? Like, what's up? Yeah. I'll be like, rock and rolls. And I'll be like, no rock and rolls. I'm like, what's up? And one day he goes heavy metals so uh, like, yes kid so what'd you put on right uh candle mass okay oh, nice <laughs> awesome. you're not playing around yeah you're not yeah. playing around i gotta put a wand to the good stuff yeah okay so to say like uh, i you know a part of me almost thinks like you know leading into like like the black album something a little radio friendly you know no, no i do right straight in. to candle mass <laughs> that's awesome so are, are you uh are you from philly originally uh yeah, I mean I I would say more so from the burbs of Philadelphia, like okay. born in the city. But I did all my like you know big schooling outside of the city, like right in the burbs, a little north, like thirty minutes north or so. Okay, and yeah. uh, the first question I usually ask musicians, uh, which is, uh, when was the first time you felt like you connected to something musically that felt like it was yours? Maybe not something that was like being played in the house, but something that you found and like made you almost feel like you had your own identity fucking block party yo really i swear to god okay i remember being like sixth seventh grade because i wasn't like a music head like that like my mom would be bumping soul shit in the house you know it'd be a good time but uh but like really sitting down and bumping music i had like a 50 cent cd and shit like i was just listening to what my brothers listened to you know sure and uh i remember seeing like the music video for like banquet it was and i was like yo this is sick <laughs> like i played tony hawk and shit and it like opened my mind to other music but like that was the first time where i was like listening to the music like the drums and stuff and i was like yo i can i like this you know yeah that's awesome i you know i feel like there's this era of like that early early 2000 stuff that doesn't hasn't really been mentioned too much on the show but i mean like that was such an incredible wave of uh, indie rock just in general you know the Absolutely. sounds the inf- yeah the influences that the, all those bands were bringing in and stuff like that Dude, them and silver sun pickups man they fucking blew my mind at the time carnivores sure. fucking pickle <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome did uh did well at what point did you start getting interested in wanting to play music yourself like was that early on like were you would you yeah. did any of your siblings play music or anything yeah i think no no no. none of my siblings play music they were like sports heads or like crazy people (laughs) (laughs) uh and i just i i just played some sports you know ran around town my friends do bad stuff or whatever and uh i think around the same time that i found block party like when i find things and i like them i like really like them you know so i was like yeah i want to play guitar like fucking kiki ulrich man that shit's so cool so my mom she bought me this bc rich <laughs> it was like a bc rich bitch from uh from the music store like two blocks down you know on land in lansdale on main street and uh i got this guitar and i played it like four fucking times 
but I, you know, I, I held on to those three chords most of my life, you know. Sure. But it, it wasn't like I didn't start playing an instrument, playing an instrument until like uh, one of the dudes in my band had another band called Hell to Pay, and it was like a blackened, like metal hardcore type outfit. And they were like, we need a bassist because, you know, the music's getting a little more complicated. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll do it. Not really, like, taking in how much that's that's going to take from not playing bass to playing in this fast band. (laughs) So I just, like, you know, I crushed it. You know, I I sat there. I practiced every day that I could. You know, super frustrating process. But, I mean, that was my intro to playing, like, actually playing. Sure, sure. Okay, well, yeah, we'll we'll put a pin in that. We'll probably get to that in just a little bit. I'm cur- I'm curious uh, yeah. about a couple early, early on Aaron things before we get there. So, <laughs> what about uh? So you you know you found Block Party, but you said you mentioned like, you know Fifty Cent stuff like that that your siblings were into. Do you uh, do you remember the first album maybe that you bought on your own, like with your own money? <sighs> yeah, probably the Massacre. The Massacre. Fifty <laughs> yeah, Cent, the Massacre. Yeah, sure. I was fired up. I was so stoked when that shit came out, man. Yeah. Everybody was pumped up about it. But uh so what was uh what was the first uh concert you went to? Oh shit. Um like like major concert or just sure. like, I mean, yeah, yeah. First concert I just like stumbled into. Yeah. I mean, I think my first like major concert was uh seeing the Yeezus tour. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, it was it was a tribe called Quest and Kanye West at Dude, Madison Square Garden. That's an incredible first concert. Oh man. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, you know, Tribe Called Quest's last show and you know, the easiest tour was going ape shit, you know what I mean? And my my roommate was like, Yo, I got an extra ticket to this. Do you wanna go? And I was like, kinda like against bigger shows like that. I'm like, I'm not even gonna fucking see anything. Like, who cares? Yeah. And I went and it shit blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah i, I mean you could do that as like a you know did uh did tribe have any sort of production at all nah they was just rhyming yeah you know, they brought say, bust out and everything it was awesome oh that rules yeah i was gonna say i feel like with uh kanye's level of production especially i mean like forever obviously but like yeah, yeah. i remember that Yeezus tour because i think that's the same year that i saw him play a festival where you had like the big rotating square thing that he yeah, was standing yeah. on was that was it that one it was I had the the triangle pyramid stage that lifted up okay. and turned into like a volcano. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and then Jesus walked out of the fucking volcano. <laughs> sure, because why not? Yo, he goes, White Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that shit. Damn. I was dying in the stands, like, what the fuck am I what's going on right now? Yeah. But before that, I had been to like shows like around and like VFW shows and like the crock rock and stuff like that, you know. Okay. Downtown. So like, was that so I, for was that for like punk shows or was that for like hip hop shows? What was it for? No, that was for like metalcore shows, like deathcore shows. Okay. That area was like huge for that shit, Allentown, and you know, okay. in between Allentown and the city, there was like a, a very healthy scene. It was like there, and then it would like scoop up into Jersey, and it was mad deathcore bands from Jersey. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> um, when uh, well. well what about when it came to like local shows like that? Like what uh what brought you there and like what uh what do you remember from those early shows? Mm-hmm. Some of the earlier shows I went to were like hella weird because like some of the kids I skated with, they were just like Christian metalcore dudes. 
And I was like, what the hell is going on over here? And I was just like, pull up, <laughs> be hanging out there. And then uh, I started hanging out like the Deathcore shows and stuff up in Allentown and shit and like traveling around a little bit to see like these other metal bands and stuff. And like, just like, you know, I've never been a part of a community like that. So it was awesome to be like, you know, traveling around, meeting new people. Sure. Uh, was there like a was there like a local band that you uh I, I guess like, sort of I was, became I was standing. Did I yeah, stand yeah, yeah. Logo? yeah, I stand honestly I stand mad local bands. That was like my thing initially. Like when I did get into it, it was on like a community level. So I never really cared much about bands outside of Pennsylvania bands. And I still have trouble like <laughs> making myself listen to other shit. You know what I mean? That's cool. I loved this band Frontlines. Uh they were from Allentown and that was like uh my guitarist's old band, Dave, that was his like deathcore band. They were sick. <laughs> uh, and then I loved like fucking, you know, agitator, wrong answer, shit like that. That was going on around me. Okay. And then I love like, uh, well, Jersey had some fun bands too. That I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but those shows were also like insanely violent. Like every time I went and I was like, I love this. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is great. You know, it is cool that I feel like uh, it doesn't get really talked about enough, but like when you find your local scene like that, you don't really think much about the difference between a local band and a touring band. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's it like just the, feels awesome. Like you're like, totally. yo, like, <laughs> and it almost feels like better, really. Like, I mean, to me, I think it feels better because like it's like a sense of pride for your area. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know why it's like when you root for a basketball team and you feel like <laughs> you feel like you have some sort of fucking say in everything. Like, sure, of course, of course. <laughs> like ah, oh, we lost. It's like you don't play for the team, man. Like that's kind of <laughs> how I feel. Like when I see bands from Pennsylvania doing it, I'm like, yes, like, yeah, like get after it, you know. For sure. Know. Maybe yeah, it's like yeah. old old guy shit where I'm like, I just want to see the kids winning. You know, I don't know the dad in me or something, but. It right, makes right, me right. feel nice when I see people I've known for a while doing this and, and like, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think it also early on instills the idea that like, if you're going to see like a punk or hardcore band or whatever, that like, they're just normal ass people too, you know, right. where, because absolutely. it's like, you already think they're the coolest band or, or whatever else, but like, you're also likely becoming friends with them or knowing them and, and things like that. And on, on like a human level. Right. Uh, whereas like, you know, there's the kids that, only get into the genre from like going to see big touring shows that happen in you know maybe the larger city that they're near or something like that somewhere right. like it feels unattainable you know it right. feels like bigger than that but yeah like once you connect with like your local scene like that i think it instills like this level of uh normalcy to just you know you want to pick up a guitar and play you can go pick up a guitar and play definitely um, yeah what was uh what was the first show you ever played though uh bass or just in general Oh, in general, I think yeah. like the first show I ever played might have been like, like some church in the Burbs or something like that. Okay, like, and was uh, that playing an instrument or was that singing? Yeah, it was screaming. I got into screaming first. That was like my big thing. Okay, I was like mind blown at the fact that people could do this with their voice. I was like obsessed. Like, what the fuck? Okay, you know? then we we gotta we gotta get back there then. So, what was uh, <laughs> what was that band? What was that band called? That band was called uh, Dimensions or something like that. It was. <laughs> It was me and like this one dude that I knew, like a couple dudes I knew from high school. Uh, my homeboy Dan White, who does a lot of like really great video and lighting work, and oh, cool. he plays in that band Fixation. He drums for them. 
Okay. And I think his other band's called like Ten Slugs or something, sick ass okay. beatdown band from Philly. But uh, he drummed in it, and it was just like <laughs> these two kids uh, from Percusy too that that were like just shredders on guitar, and they really would just like write songs in their basement, and they were like you're like the only guy in our school that does vocals. Do you just want to like come over? <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck it. So I would just go to their basement and scream on these songs randomly. Do you remember what it was like though? That first time, like yelling into a mic with these people, like to hear your voice back amplified like that, where you like, oh, yeah. actually sounds good. Yeah. I, I was like beefed up about it a little bit. I'm like, damn, <laughs> well, it sound that bad, you know? And I, I couldn't do like low screams or anything at the time. I was stuck in this like mid range thing. Yeah. And it was like so perplexing the fact that someone could go up or down, you know what I mean? And I could get a little up, but the low just like was not there was yet. Not there. So, so by the time I started like experimenting with that stuff and I finally hit like a, like a, like a nice low one, I felt so good. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck it. Yes. Like was, uh, was that band doing any covers at all? Or was it like all originals? Nah, they were OGs, bro. We were writing that shit, getting crazy, but they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's sort of the beauty of it. I feel like if your right. first band is good, that, uh, that's setting you up for failure later on. Right. And I you didn't know the difference of between good and bad yet. Yo, our first show was at this insane barn that used to have shows like over in like Dublin, PA area. Okay. And all the hardcore bands used to go and play this like uh, this barn, like Title Fight and Tiger Shaw and all of them used to go play this too. And they had this like weird day festival and we like opened that day festival. And I remember, <laughs> I'll never fucking forget this day because I got like four words into the fucking set. And my neck muscles tightened up on me. Like, do you know when you're like moving your hands too much and they do that weird thing? Oh, my, like it's stiffened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the front of my neck started doing that and my mouth started going like this. <laughs> Whoa. And I was trying to play it off while still singing. You know what I mean? But it was just so fucking painful. And I stuck it out, you know. But like, I also had no idea about like, you know breath control or any shit like that so i was blowing my shit out then my neck was having a spasm it was a great time it really was whoa <laughs> has, that so, ever happened to you? has that happened to you since that's crazy honestly, i haven't thought about this in fucking years so this is crazy you take me down memory lane but yeah uh, well let's hope that like now the next time you play a show though you're not stressing out about getting, getting I, I, sp I specifically stretch my jaw before every show now. I, I've always done this. Not always. I, I think Joe or, or somebody told me that Dwight used to do this before shows or something. What's the like, move? Like, like give yourself like a massive underbite and then like push your chin to the sky and it'll stretch out like all these like muscles of respiration up front. You know what I mean? Wow. And it just would like totally helps out with this whole situation. And that I always like, I'm big on warm ups. Like I, uh, you'll see me walking around doing my zizzes and all that fun shit, throwing okay. my voice a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I only thing, do that. Do you have huh? a thing you like listen to and go along with, or do you just like nah, you nah. just figure it out your own thing? No, I, uh, <laughs> I, back in, uh, in, in the beginning of high school when I was going through this, like, I got to figure out how to do vocals thing. Yeah. Of course, I came across uh, Melissa Cross's Zen of Screaming. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So there's some uh, some shit I stole from her. You know what I mean? Just like learning how, like getting my voice used to like throwing the words. You know what I mean? Just like from low to high and just like feeling out my notes in there and stuff. And yeah, that fun shit. But then I usually will do like a, 
a hum through of like songs that I, I know that are like, you know, fluttering and like notes and stuff. Like some candle massy type shit. Like I'll do that and do like some low like oh you know what I mean? <laughs> just kinda like feel out all the pitches. Yeah. But then by that I'm fucking ready to go. You oh, that's I mean? awesome. And so at so how quickly once you got into that stuff were you like not blowing your voice out? Oh, it was like almost instantaneous. Like wow. I was, yeah. But I don't know. I breath control is like a new problem for me like once i hit 30 i don't know i lost like <laughs> i lost a lot of gas bro we came back played a couple of shows i was hurting you know what i mean was this like uh because you guys have you played post-pandemic uh only a couple times yeah i you know, feel like, did taking like those, those taking those couple years off was, was tough where all of a sudden you're like oh uh-oh. playing bass not taking care of my body <laughs> I was like, all right, pimp, run around for 45 minutes and scream. I'm like, yep. Yep. What know. used to look like short set lists are all of a sudden like, man, whew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can relate to that completely. Uh, what about recording? What was the first time you ever recorded? In that dude's basement. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. But like uh, Real Studio, it was like one of the other bands I was in. I think it was in like uh, Hopat Kong, New Jersey. I I can't remember the name. Maybe like Lighthouse Lighthouse or something. I don't know. Sure. The homie Kevin Kumetz. I don't know if you're still around, but he recorded it. It was like the same studio. I remember this, that Breaking Benjamin recorded like one of their hit songs in. (laughs) We were like, yo, Breaking Benjamin did (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But that was my first studio experience. And I got such bad studio anxiety being there as opposed to someone's basement. It was insane. Like I blew oh. my voice so fast and then I had to, you know, go so through all that. So this was doing vocals? Yeah, this was also doing vocals. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I feel like once you, even, even though it's just the difference of a room, maybe, maybe a different, a nicer looking mic or something like that, but like whatever I, it is. All uh, of I, it. Yeah. I can, I can understand the like, okay, now like I have to produce something good. Yeah. this room looks nice and maybe i'm paying a little more for it or something like that but i understand that anxiety for sure did how yeah. long did it take for you to kind of overcome that no it still happens truly yeah yeah yeah. i mean like this last like recording the last record like the new one i i like tried to combat this like a lot and i <laughs> i actually recorded the record sitting down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. I was talking to uh, Dylan from Full of Hell about this, and he okay. said he did it. And I was like, what the fuck? What kind of superhuman shit are you on, pimp? And yeah. I, <laughs> I tried it, and I, and I wasn't throwing extra muscle into any of it. I was able to, like, really relax and, and use my voice in ways that I usually would. Or if I was, like, totally in the zone, like, on stage, you know what I mean? Like, I always do, like, really good there, you know, because it's my element but taking myself out of that energy it's hard to kind of tap back in but sitting there and once i got used to sitting it was like off to the races dude that's so really interesting crispy. especially because especially because you keep mentioning breath control and i would feel like sitting down it would be harder to maintain that but i mean at the same time there's like you know some of the best singers in the entire world are playing piano while they're doing it so right and i remember back in the day like elementary school when you'd be in like like you know, whatever, like sing or choir, choir or whatever. Style. Yeah. And they'd yeah. be like, oh, straighten your back and stuff. I was up in that bitch for real. Like, 
<laughs> so you had like the good posture while screaming? Oh yeah, dude. I, I had some tea, you know what I mean? I was getting my breath going. Yeah. Really taking care of myself. And even stepping away from the studio, we went and we played Detroit. Oh, I felt like my shit was greased up, bro. I felt good. Wow. Cause Interesting. That, like Interesting. just that muscle memory alone of like relaxing my like all this shit, you know what I mean? Like it definitely helps for when I do like, you know, zap into that fucking mode live. Like, you know, the muscle memory is there. Like this is how I get that sound as opposed to only really honing this shit while running around and insanely tense. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, <clears throat> a, when it comes to performing live, like from the early days till now, uh, what do you think? uh your evolution was like do you do you feel like when you first played those shows your your like stage presence is like any different than it is now yes yeah yeah <laughs> i mean aside oh, from yeah. being tired now you know as you yeah yeah but no <laughs> i like, mean what, like yeah what, early what, jp what, days like yeah. is that what you're asking or just in general i mean like doing vocals like what what uh like did you i guess it's kind of sometimes fun to talk about for me like especially people that do vocals how when you go to first play when you go to first play those shows you don't know what your body's gonna do yet (laughs) you don't know actually what like when you have people looking at you and you're running and screaming and stuff like that like what's gonna happen so like uh do you feel like you kind of behave the same way then as you do now oh yeah like i know as soon as i cross that like stage threshold i'm on like wild man mode like i just kind of anything i'm mad about in life or any that shit i'm holding on to like that that's like entering the ring for me you know what i mean yeah. So a lot of the times I step up there, I'm like black the fuck out. Like I don't even know what the hell's going on. I was just like going full set, you know. And uh, I don't know. It just like it's. I've never had that problem recently. Like when we first started doing this, of course I was like a little anxious about certain stuff. But the only time I would do better is if I just was like, fuck it and I just like started doing crazier shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I. I just like at this point, I know that like if I step up there, it's you do you give it everything or you don't. You know what I mean? Like, I know that this is going to be like, how do I put this? I know that the energy will be mirrored. You know what I mean? If I step up there and I'm fucking timid and I'm like, you know, kicking dirt. No one's going to be that fired up about that shit. You know what I mean? I want to come in hot. I want to set the tone for everything. And, and that's that's something I'll never lose. You know, I don't care if my fucking back gives out on me. I'm fired up for at least the first two songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm at least coming out there and giving it my all. You know what I mean? I love the honesty right at the end of that. At yeah. least for the first two songs. At least. I got to put a little buffer in there. <laughs> a little disclaimer. <laughs> uh yeah i feel like that's that's sometimes the hard thing to navigate is uh is is that control of like not gassing yourself out just instantly but i mean hell yeah sometimes it feels good you know yeah the release is something that you can't it's hard to even describe you know true especially when it's been a while what was the first uh show back after the pandemic like for you were you was it were you still playing in nothing at the time or or yeah yeah how how long after for like jesus beats I think Jesus Peace hadn't played, uh, you know, since actually we did that live stream sure. during the Which, pandemic, which like doesn't, doesn't really count. count. Kind of counts. It I don't think yeah, it yeah, counts. Yeah. Uh, but we did. Uh, I think maybe Tied Down was our first show back in Detroit. Okay. okay. And at least in America, I don't know if the Euro Tour happened before or after that. 
Uh-huh. But that shit felt incredible. Like, Did you have any like, sort of nerves whether you were like it was still going to work, whether you're still going to like it, or were you just excited as hell? No, I think I was just like pumped. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's never been like a, a a matter of whether I didn't like making this kind of music. You know what I mean? I think I just needed to feed the soul a little bit in other ways of music so that I can enjoy this because it turned into work so fast. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So now stepping back in, it's like it's like this refreshed feeling of like I didn't beat myself into the ground. You know what I mean? Like we have to chill the fuck out. And now we're stepping back in as like a refreshed group of people. We're able to enjoy this shit like a lot more now. You know what I mean? Oh, the stress is less. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchorfish Printing. Hey, are you in a band? Do you run a label? Or maybe you just want to make some merch for fun. You should hit up Anchorfish Printing. They've been taking care of bands for over 15 years. I first met the owner, Michael, when my band Touche Amore started, and he was our go-to guy. You can visit what they have to offer over at anchorfishprinting.com. You can hit them up for all your merch needs, whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or maybe you just need some stickers. Mention the first ever podcast and get 10% off your order. I had, you know, from a, from just like an outside perspective, I didn't know what the story with uh, where you guys were at, like, because it had been since like, what, 2018, since the last LP came out. And mm-hmm. then obviously you were playing in nothing and stuff like that. Like I was, I don't know if the band was on hold or or quietly on hiatus or something like that. So you're someone that I've been wanting to have on the show. I've been doing the show for like two years now. And uh, right. I always kind of wait for when something gets announced or something like that. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw you guys drop that single, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> now I'm going to bug him. Um, <laughs> but uh, just let's, uh, let's, let's go back just a little bit. So was, uh, what was the first release that you put out was it for a band that you were singing in or was it for a band that you were playing music in or or something like I think, that i guess our first like real was me singing something yeah it's the jesus piece stuff that's like the first thing i've ever like pressed and oh okay and yeah. would have been that the the demo right yeah the the original ep yeah. yeah for sure so that i mean i know that was originally on a cassette um and then that came out that ended up coming out on a on a label on a for the for the seven inch. The label's called what was it? Uh, get uh, this right. Get this right. Yeah. So how did yeah. that how did that come together? That's uh John Bowes and them. They do that from Cult Cuts. Oh, I didn't realize and that I, was his label. Okay. Yeah, and I, I uh, those guys, I, they're all from like Lansdale, Doylestown area. I've known them. I worked at Cold Cuts for fucking years. Oh, is that right? I, hell, I, yeah, I even did a fucking tour with that fool down to Florida one time, CDC. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when it, he started seeing it kicking off, because like, he's always been telling me, you need to get a band. You know what I mean? Like I'd be there like, guys, so you guys are going on tour? Like asking him questions, like bothering him. You know what I mean? By the time I finally got a, like a band together and we were catching steam, I was like, "What's up, dog? Press this shit, like <laughs> hook it up, you know." I just put his money where the mouth is, right there. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and finally he didn't shoot it down. You know what I mean? So he put a lot of faith in us early on and, and pressed cool. those records for us. That was That's really cool. cool. I remember when that seven inch came out, like when it got pressed on seven, well, like on a seven inch, like it was just yeah. everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I saw yeah. it in every store, like everyone posting about it, whatever, and it was like cool. I I, I don't know. I always just get excited when i see a band get that amount of love like just pretty instantaneously um, that shit felt crazy yeah <laughs> you, shout uh, out to everybody sure are real. you uh 
are you much of a vinyl person at all? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I was like a huge vinyl head and, and I spent most of my money on it. And then I sold it all so I could move back from California. And ever since then, I just have like never really, sure, you know, dived back into it because I just, I don't want to break my little heart again. You know no, what I mean? I understand. <laughs> I understand. Wait, when were you living in California? Like 2014, like right before Jesus Peace started. I, I was living out in like uh, Port Wanimi. Oh, okay. Uh, like right under Oxnard right there. Wow, what what an interesting part of California to have moved to. <laughs> right. It was like one of my homegirl had like a, a room and I was like going through an existential crisis. Sure. And she was nice enough to let me crash in her room for a little bit, which is nice. That is nice. Uh, it's just, it's an interesting place because you're like, hey, you want to go to LA? Well, it'll take you about 90 minutes <laughs> to get there. I uh, just was like, I'm going to California. Fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Cool, and I got there, I was like, shit, man, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> do you, uh, do, when you, so now when you come back to LA though, or like come back to Southern California, do you like it here? Or do you Hell have like, yeah, like mixed feelings? No, I, I still fuck with it. Like, I mean, I haven't been back to Port Wanimi or like Oxnard in forever, but I would love to like go back and chill or even play a show there. Yeah. But most of my friends that I was hanging out there who were like nice enough to bring me into their circle they're all on sick ass bands now too. So it's like, I get to see these people on the road that I thought that I maybe never see again. Oh, they're playing George, like, like who are you talking like, about? Uh, you know, dead heat, like, uh, oh, Christian, sure. they're from dead heat. Fucking, uh, some of the dudes from, uh, section hate, like Xavier and those cats. I love oh, them yeah. very much. Like Vamakara, those guys. And oh, yeah. just like that group over there from the Valley, they were very, very, uh, welcoming to me when I was there. That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so what what was the uh first tour you ever did? Oh, uh, like in general? Sure. Uh maybe that run with John Bose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Down to Florida. Yeah. Where I was just like working at Cold Cuts and he was like, Yo, you do vocals, you wanna help us out? <laughs> I was like, fuck it, yeah. So I just like rolled down, played like Southern Ties Fest and like a couple other things with them down there. And then came home. It was like a quick weekend. That was did- technically my first tour. Did you take to it pretty quick? Like, did you love touring? Do you still love touring? Where where you are? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, (laughs) those are two different questions, I guess. But uh, (laughs) touring initially for me was awesome because I've always kind of been on my like nomad shit, like moving around and flopping around. So to do it on the road was like a fucking dream for me. You know what I mean? It's like, I'll go out for fucking 40 years if you let me. And then, uh, it got to a point where Jesus Peace was touring a lot. And then by the time I started doing nothing too, and I was doing both tours back to back, like 10 months out of the year, you know what I mean? Like barely being home for like a week in between tours, like going from like two different things completely, like sometimes flying in from like, like hell, I flew in from like a month and a half long nothing tour straight to Japan to go play a Jesus Peace tour for like a week and a half. And that wow. was like, you know what I mean? Shit like that where. I just like neglected home life, you know what I mean? And I just like neglected my own personal like self. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just really turned my brain off and went into like this autopilot zone basically. And I don't know, man. It like once I stopped moving, I was like, whoa, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? You know, and getting even back into the swing of living a, a normal life was weird. Like 
I'm used to like laying up in in hospital, like not hospital, but like restaurant booths, just like falling asleep, like random places, like basically living like a homeless man, just like yeah. whatever the fuck I want. Like, and now I have to come home and be like a person in society again. Like that shit really shocked me. Like I felt like I had to like rehabilitate yeah. into normal society. I don't even know if I can like properly put it into words, like what you're describing, but like, it, it, I know exactly what you mean. It's like when you like, spend <laughs> so many years on tour, it's like you are avoiding a certain kind of like personal and mental responsibility. Right. But at the same time, you're also developing a certain, another kind of mental and personal responsibility while being <laughs> on the road because you're like kind of forced to like, exist with other people and right you know and and uh you know what it's like to uh sort of fend for yourself in a lot of ways like mentally and physically and stuff like that so it's like you're developing uh <laughs> a sense of skills shall we say right uh, that's like it's like a cool experience to have and it's a, you know and you, and you do a very learn a particular lot set of skills exactly but you, <laughs> yeah, but you it's like you you're learning so much about yourself when you are on the road so much but then it's like when you come home it's almost like you're like well what do these skills get me when i'm home right yeah. You know? And it, it seems like such a woe is me problem, you know? Totally. <laughs> it's like, oh, you go on tour all the time. Shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. everybody's got their problems, you know? What I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've, I still feel like it's always a grass is always greener situation. Uh, you yeah, know, it's definitely. like when you're on the road for a long time, you're like, man, I miss home. I wish I was just home. I, you know, I'm looking at all my friends like hanging out just at the spot that we always hang out at. Right. And then you get home and you're like, uh, <laughs> It's been two weeks and I kind of miss uh, playing shows right now. Yeah, definitely. So I, I want to ask uh, actually a little bit about uh, some of the people you've recorded with. So yeah. um, you did the 2015 demo and uh, I think it was the split with Malice at the Palace with, uh, a, is it Jared Stimpf? Stimpful? Yeah. How do you say yeah, that last name? I think it's Stimpful. Okay, I'd like yeah. to... Jared, I'm so sorry if you're it's watching so this. I, I, was like, when I was researching. I looked at that last name and I was like, I, I almost had it. Now I don't know. Yeah. You throw I, that I, L at the end and I'm confused. I don't know, but he is a fucking ripper on the drums, that guy. Oh, what is he? Who does he play with? Uh, Secret Cutter from Allentown. Okay, I, I'm unfamiliar. I have to check Insane out. band. Check him out. But okay. he's one of the craziest drummers I've ever seen. Uh, okay. But he uh, he did he did the EP. And I, I think he did those two songs. Either that or Jake or maybe oh, Jake. you know what you're right, Jake Clark. So I didn't know yeah. that Jake Clark even was a was someone who recorded. So sorry, Jake. Yeah, sorry Jake would be doing like uh, like a bunch of like hardcore demos and shit from around like the area. And, and for I was like, Jake, this is Jake uh, who played in Super Heaven, plays in Webbing, yeah. stuff like that. He yeah. played in Daylight. Daylight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call that sure. Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So. Uh, so yeah, then um, but I was actually curious when it comes to like releases, how did the random bridge nine split seven inch happen? Because it, I, don't, it's just, I don't even fucking know to be honest. Was like I mean, like was bridge nine courting you, or were they count were they courting Malice at the Palace, or was how did that happen? It seems so random. I, I, you know, I think that us and Malice at the Palace were just talking about this split, or maybe them two were talking about a split and they needed a band to do it with. I don't remember exactly how it came to be. But I remember laughing so hard because we were like, yo, we get to print the bridge nine on some shorts now. <laughs> Sometimes whether people want to like this is an honest conversation. 
sometimes that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like I remember title fight when they did that seven inch on Rev. They were like, yeah. yo, now we can put the Rev star on a shirt. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> like, they're like, we're not going to sign to Rev, but we can now put the Rev star on a shirt. Right. Which is like it's a, a point sh- of. It's a shortcut. It's nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's awesome. And then, uh, and then you ended up going in to do. I like that. Like when you look at your, you know, the releases, it's like every year you all put something out until obviously 2018. Then you took some years off. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it just always excites me to see a band like staying busy, staying consistent like that, like making music, right. playing shows, making music, touring, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. like. You did the LP. Were you, did you have a level of like, um, were you anxious at all about actually going in to do a full record or were you just fired up, ready to go? Because you had enough Fuck songs. Yeah, I was anxious as hell. <laughs> I was so anxious. Like, and I'm always anxious. I got a, a terrible anxiety disorder. But like, in that time, I was very, very anxious. You know what I mean? And there was just a lot going on in the world and yeah. with life and, and blah, 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 you know? And uh, it was a, like a little bit of a stressful time there in the studio, but we made it through. And I think that we all just wanted to push the limits of what we could do as a band. You know what I mean? Like we had done these, you know, these EPs and, and these splits and we still hadn't necessarily coined our sound. You know what I mean? Like mm. we were like, this this is cool to us right now, but like what is Jesus piece? You know what I mean? Sure. And I think that that like unwavering like you know jump in on what our sound was it kind of hindered things for us for a little bit personally i think but i think with only self it was like a big step into like you know another level of our band like not even in a cheesy way but just us looking at this music and writing the songs differently and just trying to be a better band than what we are you know what i mean for sure. And I saw you went out to Chicago to do it with, uh, yeah. with Andy Nelson. So was My that, man. yeah. How long were you out there? How many days did this record take? Were you out there for a minute? No, we weren't out there for very long. Uh, we didn't get a very big budget for that record. I think we were there for like a week or something and we just had to like hammer everything out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it came together pretty fast. So with, uh, so, I mean, you just dropped this new single. Who'd you guys do that record? Who'd you guys do this new one? Uh, <laughs> this guy, Randy LaBeouf, uh, not this guy, but the fucking <laughs> madman, Randy LaBeouf, you know, he, uh, he works I, up. I'm unfamiliar. Tell me about him. He works at a machine shop up there. Uh, with Will Putney and them. Oh, okay. Uh, he has done works with like, you know, Casey Strain, Kublai Khan, Boundaries, like, uh, okay. a lot of people in that sound. He has definitely you know paved the way okay. in the modern sound you know what i mean of like that level of like heavy like, exactly you know, metal chorus type being stuff. able yeah. to voice it without it, it being too muddy or like for without it being too the drums sound nasty dude <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing that caught me like i i whenever a band puts out a new single i'm always excited to kind of like take it in tonally you know yeah and as soon as i heard the drums like they're just like uh, i love a punchy drum and that shit Hell, is, yeah. is hard that's a barrage and a half, yo. <laughs> Fucking, dude, I, we always have gone to, like, the homies for recording, and Andy yeah. was awesome, and I think he he really, really helped us out in that sound at the time. I didn't even know that it could get to this level of sound. <laughs> like, I thought Only Self was a banger. I'm like, damn, hell yeah. And Dave and then we're like, well, we could, like, you know, get it better. 
And yeah. I'm like, for for real? <laughs> like, yeah. I thought this was sick. I was like, I'm good. But then, you know, we went to Randy and no diss to Andy, by the way. I'm sorry. For sure. Yeah. No by no diss. Uh yeah. It's a difference. I mean, but, the 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 only self record sounds big and massive and, and all of that, of course. But, but still but, gritty, you know what I totally, mean? But yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like polish. Totally. And it's two different I, styles of like heavy music. Exactly. You know, I think we just needed that. Like yeah. we need to stop fucking around, get someone who can really put this through so that we stop being like this only live band. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone is always just like, you got to see Jesus Peace live. Like, fuck that. I want you to feel that kind of terror when you listen to the music, you know? Yeah. Did uh? So you dropped a single, but you haven't, you all haven't actually announced the record yet. Have you? No. Nope. Yeah. yeah you yeah. won't get it, Pa. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so we get, we all have to wait a little while still. Yeah, yeah, just a little longer. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and <laughs> so yeah, you're you're with uh you're with Century Media now. Um, yeah. Did uh, yeah. I mean, like it's cool because I feel like it's been kind of a minute since like a newer band has been on that label. So yeah. I feel like well, they got Sanguisuga Bog and shit too, right? Okay. Born Ashore. Okay. Gotta sure, give sure. them some prop. I, I guess I guess it's one of those things where where I feel like the you know I I can't speak for those bands like I don't know much about them but um I don't know that they come from like the hardcore world as much as I feel like you guys do is that fair yeah, to say Yeah fair fair that's fair to say Yeah so I think it's one that's of those things fair. when I see like a hard like hardcore kids getting on a label like that I feel like it's been maybe yeah. a minute unless I'm wrong but Yeah that felt crazy honestly I was like for real Century Media Yeah so <laughs> <like>, fuck it <laughs> Um, well, I'm excited. I mean, congratulations. I'm sure you're, Thanks. I'm sure you're anticipating. Has this record been done for a minute? Oh yeah. It's been done for a hot minute. Honestly, we've been chilling on it. Yeah. Has that been tough? Yes. It's burning <laughs> a fucking hole in my goddamn pocket. I just want to like get it out there and like really, really hit it hard again. Like we haven't toured yeah. America in like forever. You know what I mean? It's been a while, right? Yeah. Hoping so I can like. You know, do this like two months something tour or whatever, yeah. and be able to chill the fuck out for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. knock it all out now, and, and then be able to like come back and chill, and not have to work as hard as we did four years ago all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> uh, was there just real quick, uh, just to touch on your brief time in nothing for a second? I had uh, I've known Nikki for a minute. I had him on. Yeah, He's just such a, a a lovely person to talk to. Love um, that fool. Did uh. <clears throat> Was the the uh, Great Dismal the only record you played on? Yeah, uh, I didn't play on Dance on the Blacktop. I came like right after that was right done recording. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Was there and you that record was done with Will Yip, right? Yeah, Will Yip did that joint. That's awesome. Was there was awesome? Was there something that you got out of playing bass in that band? Like, did, is there something like you you know like learned? You feel like you maybe like learned about music uh, in that capacity that maybe you've applied now going forward absolutely <laughs> like hanging out with that man he's just like this treasure trove of information for the most part like if i ever had someone who's like a big brother and mentor i would say it's nikki money to be honest like anything that i've learned about being on the road about doing videos about doing any of this shit you know what i mean i've learned so much in that last four years of playing in that band like, that's really cool so really of anything cool. like that was a big level up for me even just being around that kind of shit and like seeing how he operates and how the band operates and stuff. You know? yeah. 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 Do you miss playing bass? Like just like not having to be the front person. 
You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do. I miss playing bass because of, like, you know, the fun times and yeah. my homies and shit. Like, we had some of literally the best times of my entire fucking life. You know yeah. what I mean? But but it's not. It's nice not I having also, to set up gear, right? Dude, yeah. <laughs> Fridge cab every night for, like, a month? This is insane. <laughs> I got a little bit of muscles in it. Skinny man muscle. This is crazy. Uh, but outside of that, fucking... I don't know. Like, I got ADHD real bad. So, like, you got me playing slow music sometimes. I start, like, spacing out and shit. <laughs> I, like, not paying attention when I need to be, you know. And sure. I, don't have to, I don't have to worry about that when I'm screaming. I just. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm in the fucking mix already. I couldn't be zoning out if I wanted to. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. I love that. Um, well, damn, man. Let me hit you with the, uh, with the last question. This is awesome. <laughs> what, uh, what was the first time you felt like you were doing the thing you've been working so hard towards? Uh, maybe that like first tour with Kublai Khan and Malevolence across the U.S. That was like our first like month long tour with like bands that at least I I knew Kublai Khan like as a band before I got into any of this. So it was like cool for me to go out with people that I thought were really cool. You know what I mean? Like I I thought Matt was like the coolest dude, and uh, going out there and just like playing the good shows playing the bad shows you know what i mean just truly experiencing the road i just was like this is it man like <laughs> this is what it's about staying in philadelphia fucking bullshitting around with my friends drinking doing nothing like that shit's for the birds man like i want to be i want to be moving around you know what's That's, uh was there any shows on that on that run that like blew your mind where you're like oh my god this is like happening I don't know specifically. I don't. I don't know. It's, that was a while ago. I don't think oh, I remember sure. a lot of those shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's when you have those first tours and things like that, where like you're just noticing there's more people in the room than there was before. That kind of oh, thing, where you're like, oh, there was man, definitely was, one. Yeah. There was a show at uh, I think Union LA that we played. Oh okay, sure. We yeah. had like I think Vamacara jumped on it last second, and it was like a bunch of the homies playing. And that show, I'm pretty sure, was like a couple of people from selling out or did sell out or something. And I remember being on the balcony like, whoa, man, like <laughs> getting a little teary-eyed like, can you like believe this? There are people here. Yeah, like that, like one of the Gilman shows, you know, like mad oh, people man. up in Gilman. Yeah. Like, dude, I like, you know, this place is like legendary and we fucking filled it up our dumbass like basement metal core band. <laughs> like, this is sick, you know. But I, I don't know, man, there's this band is full of surprises and it always has been going all these places. Like I didn't think I'd ever go to fucking Japan. Like that was like a bucket list thing for me. You know, was that when the one you, uh, that's where I'm assuming it's the one you're just describing right now, like that you mentioned earlier, was that, uh, that was your first time going. Have you been multiple times or just the one time? I've been there a couple of times at this point. Like, that's uh, awesome. our, our first time going, that wasn't off of the, the nothing tour. That was the second time I did it. Okay. I think. Or was no it? one's gonna fact check you on this. One. It was the first time. The first time, <laughs> yeah, maybe I flew into Japan, and yeah. then the second time, I think I was there with JP for like a week, and I stayed for three days. And then nothing flew in, and I did Japan with nothing after that, and then the rest of Asia. Wow. Yeah. That's a way to go, right there. That was a, a, a way wild to save one. money too. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there is there any place uh, any places left that you haven't been able to play shows that you're like hoping to knock out with this new with this new? Hell record? yeah, 
uh, we've never gone to South America, like anywhere south of. We've never done any of that. Yeah. I would love to play South Africa if I can. That would be fucking sick. Uh, we tried one time, a long time ago. Uh-huh. We tried a long time ago. And yeah. it was the funniest shit where, <laughs> where where our agent hit him up and was like, you know, hit up the promoter there and was like, was like, yeah, we'd love to bring this band out there, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and the, the person that somehow had some sort of access to Facebook analytics and he was like, well, I can see here that there are 14 people in South Africa that follow your band. So there's no way we're going to, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fair. No. You know, it's like the, the agent always trying to like hype up, hype up a band, be like, yo, we got this band. We, you know, we play shows. And they're like, yeah, there's 14 people in South Africa that listen to your band. <laughs> the statistical dunk. That is insane. <laughs> it's like, what do you say after that? Yeah, you're like, boop. <laughs> you hang right up. <laughs> Sorry for bothering you. Hopefully one day. Hopefully one day. Yeah, I'm with you. We, we, when it comes to South South America stuff, we haven't been able to do too much. And I, I would love to do like a full, full thing there. It'd be such a dream. Hell such yeah, dream. man. Especially because you're always hit up by people being like, come here. Like you would have no idea how big the show would be. And you're just like, oh, like yeah, gotta that, make it happen. That Southeast Asia too. I want to get Jesus Peace over there. Did you do that with nothing? Yeah, that shit was insane. Where'd you go? Was it like Indonesia, Malaysia? Yeah, Indonesia, Malaysia. We did like Yogyakarta, Jakarta, fucking uh, Surabaya. We did uh, Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, we did fucking Bali. Was insane. Shout out to Bali forever. Show was not very good, but uh, times were incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) such a good time. Yeah, but the show itself, it wasn't the best show in the world, but people were stoked and singing and having a good time. And that's yeah, what yeah, that yeah. Is, you know? That's really uh, cool. We played the Philippines. Okay. Uh, of those shows, which was the which was the coolest you thought? The Philippines, probably. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, honestly, all the shows were fucking insane. I can't yeah. lie to you. Like, you would have thought, like, the way the kids were stage diving, we were fucking terror or something. Like, it was on. Like, Philippines, Nikki climbed on the rafters, but his guitar was, like, hanging on the rafters. And, all this insane shit. We were really, like really, really walling out in Southeast Asia. I'm not gonna lie. We we played Kuala Lumpur one time, and and it was one of the most violent shows. And I, as soon as we started, I was just like, I, I, I was like, I was like, I know we're a, a quote unquote hardcore band, but I was like, you're making us feel like we're fucking hate breed right now. Yeah, like, this is violent, dude. It, it was wild, and I like. I heard that like Power Trip played like a stadium out there, some insane shit too. Oh like, wow, dude! Like it's just like people want to see music over there so right. bad, but the communication it just isn't there yet, you know. So right. I, I've had a taste of it. I want to go the fuck back, and the food's incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm trying to hang out at the Batu Cave some more. There we go. There we go. Some old let's, songs. Let's make the let's make that weirdo uh, Jesus piece touche South <laughs> happen. Let's go. Whoever's listening, fly us yeah. over. Let's go. Fucking take who's ass gonna hit us up. And- <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh man, thank you for hanging out with me. I'm excited we got to finally do this. I appreciate your time, really. Hey, anytime, man. Honestly, it's been a blast. And that is our show. Thank you so much to Aaron for coming on. And thank you for listening. Reminder, there is a bonus episode available right now. If you head on over to patreon.com slash the first ever Patreon, 
where Aaron answered questions that were submitted by subscribers. Thank you so much for your time. I hope to see you next week. Take care of yourself. Be good. Happy New Year. Bye-bye.